Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's show is a fascinating story about an industry insider who's challenging the state of the banking industry. Last week, I published an episode called Not Worth a Continental. If you haven't listened to that episode, I suggest you stop today's episode and go listen to that earlier show first. Today's show is going to make so much more sense if you do. The players in the story are James McAndrews, former research director for the New York Federal Reserve Bank, and the Federal Reserve itself on the other side of the table. The Wall Street Journal reported on Friday that the Federal Reserve is pushing back against a new private bank that is suing the central bank for access to its services. The New York Fed filed a motion Friday in U.S. federal court asking the court to dismiss a lawsuit filed against it in August by TNB USA, a private bank formed in 2017 by James McAndrews, the New York Fed's former research director. TNB is a bank chartered in Connecticut, and they sued the New York Fed for taking no action on its request to open an interest-bearing account at the central bank like those that conventional banks have and are necessary to gain access to Federal Reserve services. TNB is looking to take advantage of the Fed's post-crisis toolkit for controlling short-term interest rates and to influence the economy. Since 2008, the Fed set its benchmark rate in a range, typically between 2.25% and 2.5%. The Fed pays interest on excess bank reserves at a rate called IOER, that's interest on excess reserves, just below the high end of the range. So you're just getting very close to 2.5% if you have excess reserves and you place that money at the Fed. Now, the funds that most banks deposit with the Fed are those excess reserves above the statutory requirement. But let's look at the source of those funds. The money was in fact printed by the Federal Reserve during the post-crisis fallout to strengthen the financial system. And they printed too much money, so the banks took those excess reserves that were printed by the Fed and loaned them back to the Fed to earn interest. That seems a little strange to me. In Chairman Powell's testimony to the Senate Banking Committee last week, he stated that the Fed balance sheet went from 6% of GDP pre-crisis to 25% of GDP post-crisis. And most of that money would fund bank reserves. The question is, how much of the $287 billion in bank profits reported last year by member institutions was made up of interest earned by money on deposit at the Fed? Under its business model, TNB would be looking to accept deposits from large investors and in turn park the money at the Fed to earn an interest rate. And TNB would make a cut on the spread between the rate that it pays its depositors and the rate that it gets from the Federal Reserve. The New York Fed said in its court filing that the bank seeks to open a deposit account at the New York Fed not so it can engage in the typical business of banking, but solely so that TNB can park funds of its wealthy institutional depositors in the account and pass on IOER earnings to them, that is, interest on excess reserves, after taking a cut for itself. The Fed has serious concerns that TNB's novel business model could interfere with its ability to carry out its policy mandates and to maintain financial stability and promote a healthy economy. That's what the New York Fed said in its filing. The interesting part is that TNB's model is not novel at all. It's called arbitrage, and it's been at the foundation of the banking industry since the beginning of banking. You loan money at a higher interest rate, and you give deposit interest to depositors at a low rate. The real issue is the Fed is loaning money to banks that are only members of the Federal Reserve System. 
TNB is a private bank and not a Fed member bank. Therefore, it doesn't automatically get to take advantage of all the same privileges that member banks do. It's a closed club. It took an industry insider, in this case James McAndrews, to expose the issue and to try and take advantage of the system that was put in place. I mean, think about it. If you could put money on deposit with the Fed, earn virtually the same rate of interest as you would with Treasury bills, with zero risk of the Fed defaulting, would you make that investment as a place to park cash in a liquid form? If you put your money at Wells Fargo or Bank of America, you're going to get 1.44% on your money, and you're locked into a certificate of deposit. If you want something even more restrictive, you might get 2.3% at one of the major banks. But imagine if you could get 2.5% and park your money at the Fed and still have full liquidity. That's a pretty good gig. The point of today's episode is that there are multiple sets of rule books. And if you're going to be playing the game of finance, recognize that context is very important. It determines which set of rules are going to apply to you. If you change your context, you can change the game you're playing altogether. Most people aren't playing the game because they simply don't know the rules. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.